film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five young actresses by the hands of Joe and his invalid brother, Bunny Man. It is all the more tragic in that they were young, but could have had very, very long acting careers. They could have not expected, nor would they have wished, to be subjected to as much of the bad and straight-up awful shit in this movie. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon hike became a nightmare. The events of that day were led to the discovery of one of the most awful films in the annals of American history. The Bunny Man Massacre. Give me those taglines. Alright! That was great! Monsters are real. Fuck it. Next tagline. <laughs> one by one, they all fall down. This movie doesn't have to do anything with Ring Around the Rosie, so I don't know why that is on here at all. That could be coronavirus's tagline. Hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. We're number one. We're, <laughs> We're number, number one. one. <laughs> with no reported gross and no reported budget. With it shows. Shotgun deaths. <laughs> Damn it. Here's those numbers, guys. We got shotgun deaths, chainsaw deaths, machete hackings, school bus of chainsaw children, one pair of breast, sleeping bag body bag, heads blown off, machetes to the throat, sniping police officers, do a barrel roll, drill press eyeballs, grappling hook takedowns, eye gouging, and an on-screen suicide with countless deaths due to the children in the school bus, a four on IMDb, it's 2014's The Bunny Man Massacre. Let's drop some bombs. You want some onion now, Nat? We got the onion, but they don't smell right. This is great. The old bastard has blown a fuse in the middle of a thermal, and we're gonna roast. I'd like you to be Bimbo Cup. I showed ya! April Fool! April fucking Fool, you motherfucker! My mom's a werewolf. You come barging in here, interrupt what might have been the most important phone call of my life, and tell me that your mom's a werewolf? I mean, my mother's a real honest-to-goodness werewolf. Big deal. My mother's a cow. Welcome to Bombs Away, the B-movie comedy podcast. My name is Jonathan Young. Joining me over where this film is made, as always, is... Rabbit Boy. It's me, Tyler Rowe. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a of a play on Bunny Man, and all my brain would give me is Rabbit Boy. So. That just sounds like something from the National Enquirer. <laughs> Yo, when are they going to make a Bat Boy movie? There was a Bat Boy movie. Um, somebody listening, correct me, because uh, I'm I'm not going to waste time. Uh, you know, for the listeners out there, like we want to hear about Bunny Man, I, but correct me if I'm wrong. There was some sort of Bat Boy movie in the '90s that was definitely on Cinemax, where where they found a boy in a cave, and he very much looked like the Bat Boy from the National Enquirer. And that's the only things that I remember. But he was generally supposed to be like a normal boy that had deformities or something. I really miss that era of the National Enquirer. Like, because I used to like close my eyes looking at those magazines because they would scare me. 
But uh, like the headline I always remembered was that they found Batboy in the same cave they found Saddam Hussein. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's when they were combining different, you know, Batboy plus Saddam conspiracy theories. And yeah, it's actually like the Batboy cinematic universe. It wasn't until the third film that they introduced Saddam Hussein. That's a very interesting thing that you bring up, because it's something that I wanted to start off with is the fact that this film should feel like or should be like its predecessors from like 1987 it has all the workings of something that we would have liked in that time frame and we have praised on the show you know i'm gonna go ahead and say it has everything you would expect but definitely not like because uh i i don't know if it because i i it's interesting. I read a review when I was looking for the reviews for the end of the episode that said this would have been a perfect 80s slasher film. And I don't know if it would have been because at least the ones that we praise on this show are better written at the very least. Well, yes, but I just mean this kind of error, this style, this, this yes. style right? Because what's going on here is I feel like at least for me, and a lot of people in my age generation, you know, uh, we have what seven year gap between us, right? Or more than that, right? Ten years. Ten, is it fully ten? You're thirty seven uh, now, right? That's right. Yeah, uh, twenty seven. So, I feel like growing up, we were the last remnants of like that kind of Puritan, like what you can and cannot watch, right? And at the exact same time, we were introduced to the first medium that could record anything so it felt grungy and it felt taboo to like discover all the crazy stuff that we've talked about on the show yeah and and it felt unique and genuine and the people who were making it were like oh my god we've got fifty thousand dollars and we like we've only got one chance to do it so you know it's it's written on tuesday it's filmed on wednesday and it's out on the shelves by thursday now People don't take that kind of care because one, it's not 35 millimeter, you know, and two, anybody can pick up a camera. So like what should be within the same vein as everything else that we praise and love from 30 years prior just feels shallow and hollow. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and apologize to anyone who listened to last week's episode where I said that there was probably a good chance that because Angels in the Infield was actually good, that maybe Bunny Man would be good. And I'm just going to quell that right now and come out straight up and apologize for ever even insinuating that this movie was going to be good. I really I really feel bad that I let you down and I want to I want to make that clear. Also, ladies and gentlemen, happy Easter, I guess. Easter was canceled. (laughs) Jesus isn't coming back this year. He's he's stuck inside the rock. He's not allowed to come out. You get Bunny Man instead. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) What's really funny is that my brain somehow did not register until today that for the past two years, I have picked Bunny Man movies for our Easter kind of celebration. Yet the movie before Bunny Man, the episode before, has both been Angels in Something episodes. (laughs) Angels in my asshole coming next year. Oh, no. No, in the cockpit, remember? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) They're coming. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested in a very 
Christian themed Easter when it comes to us. Uh, go check out the Angels in the Outfield from episode three. We have Angels in the End Zone, which is 103, and last week's Angels in the Infield. And if you're looking for how Bunny Man came to be, check out episode 104, which is our first take on Bunny Man. And uh, you'll notice it hasn't gotten any better. No, not at all. <laughs> Only the cinematography. Yes, and that's why I actually thought this was going to be a, a lot better because it looked like there was some production value behind it, but mm -hmm. I was wrong. So these are written and directed by Carl Lindbergh. And he has pretty much only done these and uh, two other films on IMDb that have around the same rating. So what you see is what you get. Like, I mean, if, if you research a director, it's pretty average right across the board. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. You're not going to get anything different, really. So the movie starts off with just old found footage from 1920 to 1940, somewhere in there. But I don't trust it because people are wearing fedoras and yeah, I just, I just think Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice the music that is playing during this part? No. It is the camera shutter noises from Texas Chainsaw. Oh, because you said music. Well, okay. Yes, well. <laughs> I mean, the soundtrack to this opening part is the. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, yo, you guys really? Like, that's 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 really what we're doing here. It's OK. You are allowed to use other massacre pieces in your massacre piece. It's like a joint massacre production. Uh, it's the MCU massacre yeah. <laughs> cinematic universe. Oh, man. You got to form like a whole bunch of massacres in order to snap them all out of existence because they're horrible. Bunny Man is definitely like the war machine of the massacre cinematic universe, like just so useless and only shows up in Endgame to like do one thing and leave. Oh, <laughs> that's a fair analogy. Yeah. I was trying to think of like, who's the most like non memorable Avenger. And it's definitely him. <laughs> oh, poor guy. If it wasn't for the fact that it's Don Cheadle, no one would be like, no one would care. That's fair. So Bunny Man would be the Iron Man one of War Machines. Yes. There yes. you go. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie does not lay out for you right off the bat where it takes place. But as Jonathan said up top, I very quickly noticed that this looked like Riverside in the opening scenes. I scratched my head throughout this whole film because it's supposed to take place in idaho really yes the the the, the, the state trooper you see later is wearing an idaho state trooper uniform do they have an i-95 in idaho no so no. this is okay so i just want to break this down for you guys the the literal non-care that was given to making this film it's supposed to take place in idaho Everyone has like deep south redneck hick voices, which is like, that's not Idaho. Nope. And then later on, there's a character that asks, how do you get to I-95? And I was like, yeah, dude, you're about like 3000 miles from I-95. You better <laughs> yeah. stock up. <laughs> yes. And then on top of that, later on, when we go to one of our locations, which is here in Riverside, um, the California flag is just flying like literally dead center in the shot. So, oh, God. So the first scene that is footage that wasn't found footage is 
we see a school bus and it's going to pull up on a student that is sitting out on a school bus bench out on like a, a desert, like a, a dirt road. No, just your average road here in Riverside. <laughs> and and so, yeah, right off the bat with this first footage, like I said, it, it looks better filmed, but it's misleading that the rest of the movie you're like, God damn it. Like, I thought we were doing better than the last time we saw any of this and that is true for i guess the rest of this movie is i thought we had learned something from the last time we made a movie i genuinely was going to give this movie some kudos and some points and a slight pass for the sheer balls it has of showing 30 children being murdered <laughs> on a school bus with a chainsaw i was really like you know what this movie fucks around i like this but that's where i stopped essentially i can't disagree with you because you're sitting here and bunny man immediately just walks up to this stop school bus the bus driver has opened the door you can see that the student on the bench falls over and is dead and before the bus driver knows it Bunny Man has pulled a shotgun up on their driver's side window and just blew her brains out. So here's my my favorite thing. I love looking for continuity errors in these movies that we do. Before he shoots her in the head, she turns around because all the kids are yelling to let her know that a bunny is walking at. And she's like, you guys need to shut up. You're making too much noise. And when she turns, there's already blood dripping off of her head before the <laughs> shotgun blast even goes off. It's literally like in her hair. So I think they had to do the shot twice. You guys need to shut up. You fucked up that last take. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing it twice, fucking kids. So yeah, Bunny Man shoots this bus driver. All the kids are screaming. And then he proceeds to get on the bus and start hacking them to bits. Okay, so how long is this bus? Because there is definitely cut between the kids and Bunny Man back and forth as they run towards the back door and he's coming where he is either just standing there, just revving the chainsaw, pretending to like walk towards them or he is running down the aisle. It's a um, it's a new prototype um, quadruple accordion school bus. So it's actually just like it's 48 feet long and there it's just full of children because, yeah, it takes him forever to get through this bus to the end. It's like, dog, it's it's kids, man. You're you're, you're going to cut through them pretty easily. You could have taken out four with just like one swipe, probably. Why didn't you just take the gun on there? <laughs> like any normal killer like any normal american killer yeah and and like i said i was really willing to be like damn this movie this is fucking sweet that he like killed these uh these kids but then that was it yeah and so a couple kids escape he runs after them and then uh boom we have the title card but the title card is a sign of a school bus that gets splashed with blood from a completely different direction than bunny man ran after the kids yeah it's uh <laughs> it's super sick it's cool <laughs> uh and it says bunny man massacre so boom we're we're off and you're right like if this is what the movie will be just going balls to the wall very hobo with a shotgun i'm oh, yeah. down i'm very much down that's not what happens, guys. So no, this movie is for a setup like that. This movie is boring as fuck from <laughs> here on out. It took me three sittings 
to watch this movie and it's only an hour and a half long we were supposed to record this like a week ago and by no fault of our own just by pure like i don't want to do it yeah i literally just have been like you want to put it off till tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) everybody in this movie is camping or hiking in some way shape or form when they interact with the characters of bunny man and the character that will be introduced to called Joe, which are our two just mass murderers in this film. The thing I cannot understand is this is the same area as Bunny Man one. Do we Supposedly, know that? Yeah, I get. Well, it's and it's funny because it's definitely not because like, you know what? Bunny Man had a much better location. <laughs> it did. To catch you up from the first movie, the events were that Bunny Man killed a bunch of people. He was living with a family which involves some girl and another dude who were also like picking up hitchhikers and bringing them to the, the place to be killed where Bunny Man lived. And the character of Joe that becomes now pretty much our main character in this movie was just a one scene weird rude hillbilly to our main characters as they became stranded and walking through this area I, I don't know it's baffling because I was also confused I was like I don't remember this character being in this he was just a a guy who harassed the original people and made sexist rude comments to them before they moved on to the next thing that's all he did let me raise you this he is the chop top of this film wasn't really wasn't in the first one but now is like running the show. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. It's and and that would be like a weird like out of nowhere comparison if it wasn't for the fact that this movie is straight up just ripping off Texas Chainsaw Massacre from like plot point to plot point. For sure. With a little bit of Friday the 13th intertwined because what's happening now is we have three campers, two of which are having sex in a tent And the other one is asleep and everybody has gone to bed at dusk Yeah, (laughs) because this movie loves day to night scenes. I actually I'm not sure if these are filmed day to night. I think these might be actually at night, just very poorly lit. Okay, everything's just overly blue. Yeah, and they may have put a filter on it, but I think it actually is filmed at night. (laughs) Okay, so. You have one girl that's sleeping in a tent all by herself and Bunny Man just proceeds to take a machete and pierce through the tent and just slice down like a like a like a butter. Listen, now here's here's the problem, right? I don't really have a perfect sphere of understanding when it comes to noises while I sleep because I would argue that I am quite possibly the lightest sleeper on earth. But this machete rips through this tent to cut it open Uh, like sounds like a jet engine is taken off and she barely stirs it's like (laughs) like somebody (laughs) was standing above her with three reams of paper and was just like rip (laughs) yeah and she's like oh what forest noises bunny man (laughs) takes both hands rips open the seam more and sticks his hands inside to grab her before she's like the fuck (laughs) she's like oh shit it's not easter (laughs) she just gets killed (laughs) bunny man grabs 
her by the sleeping bag and proceeds to fully rip off Friday the 13th part seven. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, this is, a, again, my favorite thing, because it's like you can really see the constraints of the budget and the skill set on this film because he bashes the shit out of her on a rock and she rolls out of the, the sleeping bag like they do in, in uh, Friday. But she's like barely fucked up. He hits her so much on this rock that she should be pulp. And she's literally like some blood on her. Well, because I don't know if you saw it. What they did is they were like, okay, if we're going to rip off Friday, we got to go like one step further. So Friday, this infamous sleeping bag scene was cut to pieces from the MPAA. We're talking about the new blood sleeping bag scene from Kane Hodder. And he hit multiple times a girl inside a sleeping bag onto trees. And the MPAA was like, you got to take out a couple hits. And so it finally got cut down to two hits. And that was it with no gore, just the final girl dropping out of the bag. And that was it. This movie was like, okay, we're going to do that. We're going to go one step further. So one, no tree rock. (laughs) And then, and then, not two hits, four hits, and the final hit, her skull will explode out the bag. Yes, but there's I so did much like blood. That. Yeah, there's so much blood that comes out of it. You're like, oh, dude, she's going to be fucked up. But then when she rolls out, it's just like they just dumped blood on a chick. And we're like, all right, that's let's call it good. That's all the chicks in this movie yeah. that just are covered in blood. However, I do have to say there is one moment where there is some okay gore compared to everything else in the movie because yeah you're right it is just like all right just don't blood on them that looks like you know uh that looks like the person's been fucked up you know not fully understanding that like when you cut someone up with a chainsaw i'm sorry you're gonna have to show gore like you have to show gore you can't just be like there's just blood and we're good to go hey what do you think of massacre what do you think of blood (laughs) cool just blood just blood no bits though blood everywhere everywhere so bunny man proceeds to move over to the other two campers and one guy's like oh i heard something and they, they're having sex and here's our nudity for the movie guys there you go can you believe it i was so disappointed <laughs> this is all we got for this whole movie and it it wasn't even that great so now the guy is like i heard something and she's like no i didn't hear anything and before you know it boom shotgun right through the tent his head is blown off right into her face she starts screaming runs out you would think the final kill within these two because you're like, okay, those were pretty cool. This one is so like meh. Oh, her? Yes. Yeah. It, it, she. I, I don't know. It's it's one of those things of like this movie doesn't know what it's what it wants and what it wants to be because I think she gets a lame kill because they really want to focus on the titties. Agreed. Fully agree. So yeah, she just walks right up to the other dead body of her friend like she doesn't run she walks out and looks at the body and starts screaming and instead of continuing going she of course gets a machete right to the throat yeah and it's one of those like shitty like throat cuts like we got in friday five it's just like slice all right moving on machete to the gut machete to the gut (laughs) 
so yes absolutely moving on this movie does not care about a single character that it will introduce even when it pretends to tell you that this is your main characters throughout this movie it would be lying to you i'm gonna yeah. say that right now yeah that it doesn't give a shit about a single person not even the killers really no because a thought that i had when i thought that these next group of characters were going to be important was that you know that you're on a low budget movie when the movie itself decides to give your heroes a chevy cobalt <laughs> <laughs> But then the movie went one step further and gave our killer a Toyota 4Runner. <laughs> that was just the actual actor's cars. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And okay, let me just put it out there that I have to admit, and I think I admitted this on the last Bunny Man episode too, is that I myself have made a really shitty horror movie back 10 years ago. That is literally a ripoff, even sometimes line for line of other things. It was just there to have fun and be a parody. But I will be the first one to say that the only vehicles you use in these types of situations are the ones you have on hand. That's why I'll never direct a horror movie unless I have money, because nothing like no one's going to be frightened in a like tense situation if someone gets into a Prius C. Yeah. <laughs> All the tension will be lost getting into that thing. It's like when Rick Grimes was driving around a Hyundai in the second season of Walking Dead because oh, it was God. sponsored. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we just found this on a car lot new. <laughs> <laughs> so they pull up to what will be a kind of main location in the film is Joe's convenience store. Okay. And this is where I went and looked up what this is and this is a ranch in menifee which is a city right next to riverside it's in riverside county like it's a park like it's literally like it was a, a, a an actor or somebody it, it says the name on top of actually his store it was spawn spawn ranch it, oh god <laughs> <laughs> no because if it was spawn ranch there'd be a lot more fucking in this movie that's true <laughs> be a lot more feet oh hell yeah what you're saying is that this is an actual ranch in Riverside that looks like Wild West Town and, uh, and Ghost Town in Knott's Berry Farm is what yes, you're saying. Yes, exactly. They should have filmed this at Knott's Berry Farm. The production value would have been a lot better, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something. Throughout the dawn of time, how have general stores locked up for the night? With those swing doors on yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, can't ever go home, man. I'm so afraid of theft. If I've learned anything from uh, from playing Red Dead Redemption, the shopkeeper's always there, regardless <laughs> of what time of night it is. Or if you just blew his brains out last week. Yeah, he'll show back up. Yeah. So... The characters, like I said, that you think are going to be important. By the way, guys, I only have names for like two or three of our victims in this film. These people I don't have names for because it does not matter. So this father of this group of four walks in and is like, everybody else stay in the car. This place looks weird. He gets in there and he asks, how do you get the I-95? And like I said, that's 3,000 miles away, buddy. At least you are in the wrong place. You know, that's back home. That's like definitely the entire East Coast. He 
grabs this beef jerky and we get this scene that confirms that yes joe indeed has joined bunny man on his massacre and we went and missed out on a scene in which that connection happens there is one moment that actually made me genuinely laugh in this movie and it is in this interaction mm-hmm. um because they completely rip off texas chainsaw as we said and they are selling beef jerky that is human meat now the guy comes in and he's buying some and he goes, well, why is there gold stars on it? And he goes, well, and then there's this quick cut of Joe shooting a cop. And then he goes, it just means I'm marinated it longer. And it's like, where is this humor? Where is this like expertise of like timing in the rest of this movie? Because that's fucking hilarious. It was it, it, what's what's funny about the scene that you described is that. What you didn't mention is that it was a sniping, not just a, like he didn't just walk up to a cop and just shoot him down. He sniped him. So he actually waited for the cop to come around. And that's what's so funny about the marination joke that yeah. you speak of. I was like, OK, this movie has potential. Yeah. And it just degrades throughout this. Well, that's that's why I was like this. The intro of this movie, like this is about probably like. 15 20 minutes into the movie at this point Mm -hmm. i was actually getting kind of like oh this might actually be okay like it might be bad but it might be okay because that moment purely like set me and i was like all right that's pretty funny that's that's a pretty well-written joke yeah but then um i actually read in the trivia about 20 pages into the script the writer actually quit and his child wrote the rest of it so that's why it's uh the way that it is from here on out (laughs) So the scene ends with Joe watching these couple drive off and the mom is breastfeeding and he's like, oh, man, yeah. Uh, and he's talking to himself, basically talking out loud. They can't hear him, but he's like, uh, get get some of that protein. Yeah, I love my job. And I'm like, your job? <laughs> my job is to watch women breastfeed. <laughs> yeah. But also you love your you love being a completely abandoned ghost town general store operator. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For okay. for what I guess with is a hiking path. He would definitely argue that he is an essential business in this current crisis. <laughs> <laughs> he would make all of his workers get sick. So the scene cuts over to establish that Bunny Man and Joe actually live together and they are working together, which was not previously established prior to this in any other movie and joe is in the middle of hanging a skeleton outside yeah i uh, what to like dry it it I, never I, comes back i it, i don't know it wasn't like he was hanging of a leg or you know a rib cage full of meat or anything it was a completely stripped to the bone skeleton that looked like it just came out of like Mr. Bone Stripper from Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know why he's hanging it. Bunny Man comes into the scene and Joe is just harassing him. He's just like, hey, hey, do you spell that fucking sign right? And this is all for jokes that don't have a great payoff for us to be spending two to three minutes of dialogue on. Great payoff? I will raise you no payoff. <laughs> I, I will raise you that there is literally not a moment of me being like, 
oh, that paid off. Yeah, <laughs> no, like... true. Because uh, Bunny Man misspelled a sign, and it it, do- it doesn't matter because all it was was to tell people to come to Joe's shack, right? So to get business, not even to murder him. I don't think. I think no, he's just, just to get business. Yeah, just to just to eat the meat of the people they're murdering. They're like, man, this economy's killing us. We need more <laughs> oh, people. Leatherface, you really done it now. God damn it. <laughs> Everybody is social distancing, so nobody's hiking, and we're losing business. <laughs> so Bunny Man sits down to dinner with Joe, and he the place is shitty, like you would expect in you know Texas Chainsaw. And Bunny Man is still sitting in full bunny costume, mind you, guys. He does take his head off in this film. He did not in the last one. We'll get but to that. But you don't that. get to see it. It's like Mandalorian season one. <laughs> <laughs> it is the way. Bunny Man is eating meat. We can only assume they're cannibals. But he's also feeding it to a rabbit inside of a cage right next to him. Okay, and this is another moment where I was like, holy shit, this movie. <laughs> Because I laughed really hard for like a good while after this, and I I felt kind of fucked up. You're but cruel. It was just You're it sadistic. was so funny. He takes yeah. Because Joe says, "How many times do I have to tell you bunnies don't eat meat?" And then he like Bunny Man cowers a little bit, and then he starts feeding him meat again, and he's like. God damn it, Bunny Man. How many bunnies do you have to kill before you get it through your head? And he picks the cage up. And I was like, oh, he's going to move it. And he chucks it across the fucking room. Yeah. Like, into a wall. I'm like, I think the problem is you, Joe, not Bunny Man. He's <laughs> just trying to them. feed them. <laughs> they can survive hitting a wall if they haven't been eating meat. What have I told you? You feed them meat, they're going to grow up and become just like you. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen if you give a mouse a cookie, if you give a rabbit some steak? <laughs> oh, man. So, Bunny Man watches his precious bunny, which I, I guess he just doesn't care about. You'd think that these things would add up, right? But they don't. He chucks this rabbit across the room, and then Bunny Man starts getting trashing the entire room. And then he starts getting like nom flashbacks from the first movie. Yeah. Okay. And then is this when we're introduced to the voice in his head? Not really. I mean, kind of, but it's not. I I feel like that doesn't even come until that final moment. It's throughout the whole movie. He literally has. Yeah, there, there is a voice in his head at this point that's like, it's okay. No one's going to hurt you. It's like, where the fuck is this weird like voice coming from? Because it's literally, I'm just going to say it right now. It is never explained later in the movie either. It's the most batshit weird part of this movie. (laughs) Bunny Man's like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to take care of the flood. Leave me alone, Cortana. (laughs) So, yeah, he's getting nom flashbacks from a worse movie, which is the first movie. We're just seeing scenes from the first movie in his head. Previously on Bunny Man. And then Joe's like, you going to do something about that? And Bunny Man's like, no, sits down. And then Joe proceeds to tell a child molester joke to cheer up Bunny Man. And again, you know what? I I laughed. I laughed at this joke. I did. It was it was really funny. Okay. <laughs> okay. Nope. I, I guess okay. you don't agree with me. It was kind of funny because 
it's weird that he says child molester because it could have just been like a kidnapper. Like it didn't have to be like the sexual connotation. But the joke is a boy and a child molester walking into a forest and the boy says, gee, mister, these woods sure are scary. And he says, hell yeah, they are. Imagine how scary they're going to be when I have to walk out of here alone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, though. It's because it's child molester that you're like, damn it. There's like two things that happen to this kid before this joke's over. Yeah. And that's the problem is like this movie does. Again, I, I, I talked about it in Bunny Man specifically because it did a thing I don't like that horror movies do. And that's using sexual assault as a standing point for horror in your movie when it doesn't serve a purpose to the story and this movie does that a lot that's very trauma of them exactly yes very much so and that's one of the things i don't like about trauma but this movie really is like they're throwing around rape a lot they're saying it all the time and it's just like Jesus Christ, you guys, like fucking write something better. Well, that's the other thing about this movie is you say they're throwing around rape and they're making jokes and stuff like this. But this movie could have been a possible contender for some sort of horror if they would have chose one way or the other, like either cut the cut the horror and just be really funny about it or cut the comedy and go for the dark side of this entire thing. Pick or choose. It's it's either go the Texas Chainsaw route, a uh, Texas Chainsaw Two route, or go Hills Have Eyes. Those are the two routes you have to take. <sighs> Hills Have Eyes remake, man. Yes, it's and brutal. that's the thing. That movie has a very very hard to watch scene in it, but it is essential to the story and to the characters. I agree. Yeah. So speaking of the opposite, when it comes to things that are essential to the story and the characters, we're finally introduced to what will become two out of four of our main characters. There's these four girls that are hiking in the area. And then in the weirdest interaction, two girls are like, I'm tired. And the other two girls are like, what the fuck? Like Becky, what the fuck? You're like tired. Like, why would you come out on your fucking hike and you're fucking tired? Like they're pissed for no reason. (laughs) They're what a bunch of assholes. Like, yeah, I have asthma, assholes. <laughs> I'm fucking dying. And so two girls are like, why don't you stay behind? And the girls who are the bitches, who actually become our final girls too, which is the first establishment of being like, I don't like our fucking final girls. No, and you're not going to like them not really at all. soon too. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, we're going to keep going because some of us aren't like, you know, tired bitches and just <laughs> leaves while the other two girls are going i don't know why they're such a bitch and they're like you'd be a bitch too if your parents just both simultaneously died and you're like well, yeah. what yeah it's like wait well, huh guess what that won't matter though for them no, as never. as sisters because you find you find out in that moment that those two girls that left are the sisters uh that are supposed to have this hardcore dynamic that you're supposed to give a shit about you won't. Damn, I'm going to tell you right now. I definitely didn't give a shit because I didn't even realize they're sisters till you said it right now. <laughs> I, did, I just thought they were two chicks. Okay, so the two girls that are left behind, they hear, I guess, Bunny Man wrestling in the woods. And one woman's just like, did you hear that? I'll be right back. What the f- What? 
Yeah. What? Have you never seen Scream? Have you never seen <laughs> anything? So the other girl's like, yeah, sure. I'll I'll wait right here. And then she hears a scream. And there's absolutely no reaction to the scream. Yeah, she doesn't give a shit. She's like, oh, thank God that bitch is dead. She hears a scream. No reaction. She's just like, uh, Caroline or whatever her name is. And then Bunny Man begins to kill this girl instead. What was that scream from? She, I think she just saw Bunny Man. <laughs> I, would, I would be scared too. <laughs> oh shit, a bunny. It's not even Easter. <laughs> because he, I guess he decides to kill the other girl. He's like, oh shit, well she saw me. I'm really into like the element of surprise. So I'm going to go kill the other girl instead, I guess. Yes. <laughs> so he kills this girl. Very, it doesn't matter. And we move on to now this other girl is running from Bunny Man. And once again, I'm like, did we miss something, a development in this? Or is this a movie who's just like, you know what this is? Yeah, he killed her and now he's chasing her. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I think they're literally just like, we know what you want to see. It's the kills. And then you get to the kills. You're like, I didn't even want to see the kills. <laughs> Honestly, I would kill for some character development. Fuck. Yes, because this girl proceeds to hide in this barn and then Bunny Man punches through a window and tries to grab her. And then, OK, when he punches through this window and she runs away, I don't know if they like called cut or something or they didn't ex explain how the scene was supposed to play out, but Bunny Man walks away so nonchalantly out of the shot after punching through this window that I was like crying laughing <laughs> thinking about it because he literally just saunters off in the background of the shot. Throughout. <laughs> it's just like, and she's like, ah, and she walks away and then she, he's just like, all right, <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I'll, I'll go to the next shot. It's exactly the same as what happens to her. She runs away. He meets up with her. She grabs this pole like she's Donatello and <laughs> proceeds to try to hit him with the pole. He catches it mid palm and then pushes back on it in which it hits her just right in the forehead. She tumbles down to the ground and then the movie's like, finish her. Because yeah. <laughs> she just kind of like stands there like in a daze with her head bobbling back and forth. Which is something that characters in this movie do multiple times. Yes. Everybody is dazed beyond what is normal for a human being. So her head's bobbling and he's just like, chainsaw fatality. Like, <laughs> and just kills her. So that's it. And, and, and it's like a bunch of CGI blood. It looks fucking terrible. It's also from really far away. And then he, again, he just saunters off. Now our main characters, Lauren and Sarah, who there are the sisters, show up at Joe's general store. And he's just genuinely creepy. This is when you can see the, uh, the, Amer the California flag in the shot. <laughs> yes. They come in and they don't see him at first. And they start talking shit about his store. <laughs> they do talk a lot of shit. But that, I mean, that's typical for this type of like hick movie, you know. So she she does something funny in this scene. She goes and, and, and it turns out to be important later, which is like 
kudos. I was not anticipating this movie to make anything that panned out later. Continuity? <laughs> yeah, like something that actually plays through the whole film. She touches the piano and like that's when he comes in and she walks away, which is going to be important later. I just want to touch on this piano for a moment because later in the movie, someone is asked or someone asks Joe, do you play piano? And he says, no. Yeah, no one plays that piano. It's a fucking player piano. It plays itself. <laughs> no one no, like what the fuck, you fucking moron. Right? You've never seen a Western movie before. But there's also no evidence that that was the people he's looking for. Like anybody could have come into the store and touched the piano. Yeah, play piano. No. Oh, I I really wanted to hear piano, man. All right, sorry to bother you, sir. Cool. <laughs> so, cool. See you later. I fucking hate Billy Joel. <laughs> Somebody touched your piano then. I'm just letting you know. Those bitches, it's a fucking player piano. <laughs> <laughs> They're so fucking stupid. Women be stupid because he says that. Like, he does stupid say fucking yeah. bitches. Yes. <laughs> just Listen, hit play. I'm going to come out and say this movie fucking hates women. This movie, Joe is, and it starts right here, hardcore. Joe is just the perfect incel. Yes, yes, he really is. Because he's like, all you bitches is the same. It's <laughs> like, all right, uh, we're going to see ourselves out. So Joe proceeds to kidnap these girls by holding them hostage with a gigantic, like, 50 cal sniper rifle. Which, again, this movie, it's like, just ask someone how stuff works, please. Because there's something later in this movie that happens with this gun where I'm like, if you guys just would have had one person on set that would have said, yeah, you probably can't do that with that gun. Everything would have been better. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> there was no foresight into how anything actually works in real life in, with this gun specifically. Well, there's no foresight in how a chainsaw works or any of these things. No. Joe takes these girls to their hideout. You know, the the farm or ranch or whatever this is that this entire kind of complex is. It seems to have no limits or bounds. There's a, a farm. There's it's America's Battleland. <laughs> <laughs> Riverside. There's so much that I'm like, how big is this complex? But we're in, I guess, a garage warehouse factory kind of area. Which is where they live as well. Right. Because this is the same place where they're where they were sitting at the dining room table. Yes. I mean, we're in the garage part where there's like racks and tools and I think there's cars, but I, I'm just trying to get a bearing on things just to establish like where each girl is through this. Right. We have Lauren who has been chained down to a mattress and Bunny Man's in the room, too. And we have Sarah who is tied up with rope to a rack of tools and Joe is just going to straight up rape this girl. Yeah. And this is like I said, it's like, come on, you guys, that's such a, that's such a like shitty crutch to lean on of like a real haunting crime and, and to do to someone. It's just like, I, I don't fucking care. But then the characters, I'm not saying anyone deserves that. I just want to preface that, but then the characters do something where you're like, Oh, you know what? Fuck everyone in this scene. <laughs> Agreed. So Joe has this line, though, and I do love this line because it's so accurate. And to me, this is horror and comedy at the exact same time. 
the girl lying on the bed, he's pretty much on top of her face to face. And she's like, what do you want? What are you going to do with us? And he goes, we're going to fuck you up. What the fuck do you think we're going to do? Make you pancakes? <laughs> yes. And that is another one of those where you're like this moment. This movie has like five moments where you're like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he continues he's like i hate pancakes he like trails off he's like i hate pancakes stupid fucking women yeah and then you're like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> but i love that moment because horror wise you're like oh yeah that's fucking terrifying you're like what are you gonna do like why would you even say the things that people say in horror movies sometimes the victims like what are you gonna do to me it's like what the fuck do you think it's not gonna be yeah. good you're gonna die what, what, what it's like what are you going to do to me? Oh, actually, I, I'm I'm actually just really scary looking, but I help people. Um, so let's get you out of here. Like, what, what the fuck? Or like if I was in that situation and somebody's like, what are you going to do to me? I'd be like, do you think that that's going to help your peace of mind right now to know? Yeah, I, I'd be like, listen, <laughs> you probably would rather not know what I'm going to do. Yeah, you should probably <laughs> just hope for the best, which is scary to say in itself. You know, like that's that's that horror of that moment. So, yeah. Sarah, who's watching her sister almost get raped, is like, I can bring you people. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, it's like, huh? <laughs> this this movie gives us a plot in which one sister chooses to save her other sister by going out and bartering and saying, I can get you four to three other victims that I saw out in the woods. Which is also funny because it's like, what makes you think they're just going to let you leave after you get these other people? Yes. <laughs> like they, 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 they've given you no reason to believe they're just going to be like, all right, well, actually, that's a that's a fair trade. Um, that's actually a plus one trade. So we'll take it. Worst trade deal ever. But they actually let her go. And then I'm like, wait, yeah. what? Like, <laughs> and, and at first I was like, OK, she could just go get the cops. But. Um, he goes, oh, if you're not back in a half an hour with the victims, I blow your sister's brains out. And I'm like, OK, that's fair because he could still blow her brains out and she could return with more victims. So either way, he wins. But yeah, exactly. At the exact same time. She doesn't know that her friends aren't still out there. No, yeah, she doesn't know that they're dead. She never goes and looks for them. And in my mind, I'm like, were they the people she was offering? <laughs> no she she i think these other people that she goes and finds actually were like the people that she saw so she literally just crossed paths with other hikers during the day and was like yeah they deserve to die <laughs> yeah just like and so here's here's my thing she ends up going to a camp and finding three women it's three right it is three. She yeah. says four and he some for some reason barters down to three. Yeah. He was like, yeah, three will do. I can't so, handle four. Four is too much wound for me. <laughs> no. So what cracks me up is, listen, you're one lady with a pistol. I'm sorry, but three people can take you down. Yeah. They I don't know why three people are just willing to be like, yeah, it's OK. She has a gun. We should honestly, we should listen. Also, they gave her a gun. What if she just took the gun and just shot him in the head right there? Right there. Done. Movie over. Like maybe Bunny Man could have gotten a draw on her if he's got a quick start chainsaw, but she probably would have blown him away, too. But nobody has the reaction or the speed in this movie to blow anybody away. This movie literally is 
every character is based off of a very interesting stance of the classic like honor system <laughs> like i won't kill your sister while you're gone and she's like and i won't shoot you right now when you give me this gun he's like cool yeah. i'm glad we're on the same page before she does the kidnapping we do see bunny man's first like real face moment where he takes his hat or not his hat his bunny helmet off you know like the the mask and he looks like a cut up flesh version of a mummy or something oh shit yeah <laughs> that's right he it okay he looks like a ripoff of tiny from house of a thousand corpses yes yes he does because it looks like he's just got like scrapes across his face. It basically looks like his face is one of those. If you look at a picture one way, you'll get it like the full picture. But then if you look at it from another angle, you'll get the other side of the picture, you know, <laughs> like a yes. like a museum art installation. <laughs> it's a schooner the, or like the Yeah, <laughs> the lem- <laughs> that's what his face looks like. It just looks like it's it's a off. magic eye painting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he just he looks like that's what a lizard person looks like yeah sarah goes to these three girls and is like hey bitches you're fucking coming with me why doesn't she say my sister is in trouble this is what's going on i'm gonna at least pretend to kidnap you but we're gonna go back there and now it's four against two yeah i know i would have just outright been like hey i'm gonna need your guys's help but I need you to pretend like I kidnapped you. Right. There's never like this is a long fucking story and it involves a guy in a bunny costume and it's not Easter. Yeah, <laughs> it's not Easter. But there's never a conversation. It's literally just to put hands up. You're fucking coming with me. And you're like, what? Yeah. If someone would have come to me with a gun and admittingly, if someone would have come to me with a gun and said, like, I need your help to get my sister out, I'd be like. Nah, <laughs> this, this is one of those like things that gangs do where they put a kid on the street and you go help them and they get you like I'm not going to do. I'm not going to fall for this bullshit. Just shoot me right here. I'll help your sister. Thanks. This guy in a bunny. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen way too many wrong turns. <laughs> I've seen all six. <laughs> so she kidnaps these women and brings them to Bunny Man and Joe and immediately, Joe is like, well, thanks. Here's your sister. Have a good day. Thanks for these girls. And lets them go. And I'm like, what? And I do not recall, did he take the gun from them or not? But they actually are on their way. And they proceed to outside of the complex, or I think still on the same grounds, because like I said, I have no bearing for wh- how big their complex is. They begin to argue as sisters. Yeah, because the other sister is like, you really just gave up those people's lives to like save me. That's kind of fucked up. For the first time, I was like, "Okay, this movie is finally thinking what the audience is thinking. Yeah. And then she's like, (laughs) she's almost just like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Yeah, she was like, I lost mom and dad. I'm not going to lose you, too. It's like, yeah, but that was three people. And you're like. Why not the two of you now formulate a plan to help those people now that it's at least an even fight of two against two? No, I'm out. (laughs) I'm like, all right, well, that was sound. Let's go. But while they're fighting, 
bunny man very quietly sneaks up in a Toyota 4Runner and proceeds to knock both of them out and kidnap them. And now they're all kidnapped. What? Yeah, it's like, you guys, did you really think they were going to let you leave? Are you that dense? Yeah. So now it's the next day and the sheriff has come to visit Joe at his general store. Yes. And this is when I had mentioned earlier about the piano being played, that this is when that actually comes back because the sheriff's been some of his deputies are missing and he doesn't know why. So he's asking around and then he notices that there's fingerprints on the piano. And that's when he asks Joe, do you play the piano? And Joe's like, no. So then he's like, ah, someone's been here that shouldn't have been. It's like, yeah, dude, it's a fucking general store. (laughs) Like, of course, someone else has been here. Hey, hey, you eat Funyuns? (laughs) Uh, No, I do not. All right. Hmm. Hmm. Why is there Funyun trash here? (laughs) Damn, I love Funyuns. You shouldn't have mentioned that. There's one bag missing. Noted. Noted. (laughs) (laughs) So... The sheriff proceeds to have his suspicions that Joe might be involved in the murders or the disappearance of his deputies. And I'm like, I think you'd be a little more on the case than just being like, all right, you're literally the only guy up here and I sent them up here. (laughs) Yeah, it's a it's an interesting situation because it's like. Dude, what other leads do you have other than just like, this guy did it? Yeah, the deputies were already up there for probably the same investigation, missing people. And you're like, there's one person that's a constant. Hmm. Yeah, it's stupid. (laughs) Especially because at this point, as a sheriff, I'd be like, we just had 30 kids massacred. Oh, fuck. I totally forgot about all those kids dying. We just had 30 kids massacred. Would not the entire place be on lockdown? Like just the entire area? No, because like, you know, you know how America goes after kids are killed. We just kind of move on. Ah, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Prayers. So, yeah, the the sheriff is just kind of like, okay, him and Joe kind of have like a back and forth with each other. And again, kind of in like a ripoff of Texas Chainsaw 2 moment, they're definitely trying to kind of set this guy up as... Oh, yeah, as Dennis Dennis Hopper. Hopper. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Yeah, they are setting up that the sheriff has a vendetta because he's got missing deputies. Whereas Dennis Hopper had a missing... What is it? Nephew? It's It's his niece and nephew were the main characters of the movie. Now we have another scene back in the garage with Joe and these three girls that are now our new main girls for a while. For a good while. I genuinely thought like we were done with the other girls at this point. The the movie's like, yeah, now it's their story. He decides to have them pick numbers and the losing girl just happens to be the last girl to pick a number. And he pulls her out to now, I guess, the desert (laughs) so here's my question right he has them choose numbers and she chooses two and then she says she wins and then he kills her so i'm like wait was the point to not choose the number or was the point to choose the number you win the quick release of death but she's not even killed quick because yeah admittingly this is the coolest concept for a kill and the weakest execution of said kill because It's a cool concept. And then they're just like, yeah, that was a cool concept, huh? And that's where it's left. You're absolutely right. 
when I first watched this in a clip to prepare for the movie, I could not help but think in every single uh, subsequent time that I've seen this scene, I still wince about it. Yeah, because the thought of it is intense. Yes. Um, For those who are like being like, okay, just get on and tell us what the fuck the kill is. He puts her in a plastic bin like a like a barrel like a 55 gallon drum and proceeds to drill a bunch of screws through it and then they kick her down a hill and she rolls in it it's still even saying it out loud i'm like yeah no it's definitely cringe inducing it's just when she gets out of it and she's just covered in blood you're like all right (laughs) it's like that's fucking lame i fucking hate pancakes and i hate pancake syrup all over girls (laughs) yeah i hate women (laughs) so she's dead Now we're back to the other two girls. Joe has revisited them and the girl is like, please don't kill me. Let me go. Uh, I'll give you money. He's like, where you got money? She's like, my back pocket. And he's like, mind if I grab it? (laughs) And you're like, I genuinely thought this was going to be a much more clever moment than it is because he literally just takes her money and is like, thanks. Yeah. Grabs, grabs the money and counts it. And he's like, you're only worth a hundred dollars. And she's like, some things are worth more than money. And he's like, like what? And she goes like a dinosaur. What? What? Yeah. I had, yeah. I had to rewind it. Cause I was like, what did she say? <laughs> did I hear that wrong? Yeah. And I put closed captions on cause it's, it, it, I just could not fathom that she said a dinosaur. Damn, you were actually so shocked that you went against your own morals and turned on the subtitles. (laughs) I hate to read. (laughs) So Joe releases one girl. He's like, "Uh, you know, you think you have a chance? Go ahead. And that girl goes a running. And I don't understand why this movie has an obsession with its victims climbing onto the roofs of RVs. Okay, I was so baffled by this moment because she climbs onto the roof of an RV and then Bunny Man finds her and proceeds to... Now listen, you guys, this is an RV, a motorhome. He, like, hits it slightly and she is knocked off the top of it. Yeah, she is standing... Well, that's the other thing is, though, she is standing just... She's not crouched or anything. No, she's just standing in the open on the roof. Why? Why are you just standing there being like, where do I go now? And what? And Bunny Man, even with a mask on, is like, man, there's a girl standing on the roof. (laughs) (laughs) He kicks it over. She falls over, hits her head. Boom. She's recaptured. Thank God she only fell about three feet, though. (laughs) The way that the camera like shows her like falling motion is like very clearly they just like, all right, now sit on your knees and just kind of slowly tilt yourself over to the ground. It's just so like shitty looking. So the other girl, Joe, releases her now and he's like, you know, I'll give you a head start uh, because I love the chase. And the other girl is now loose she proceeds to hide in the kind of like workshop tool shed area. This is where Bunny Man brings in the other girl who just got caught falling off the roof, puts her on a drill press. And this is where I began to yell at the screen out loud. 
because this girl who is hiding in the tool shed is just watching her friend get drill pressed. And this is the kill where I was like, all right, they put some gore. It looked kind of okay. It didn't look good, but compared to everything else in this, at least it had gore (laughs) because they do drill into her head and then like a big chunk of meat comes off of the drill bit, which is like, okay, good for you guys. You got it. But I'm just there being like, save your fucking friend. That's what I was yelling at the screen. Save your fucking friend. I don't understand why this girl just watched her friend where Bunny Man back was to this girl. And there's plenty of tools all around her. Like nobody cares about anybody in this film except themselves. Nope. This girl makes a noise and Bunny Man hears her and proceeds to chase after her. And this girl gets on top of a tractor trailer, you know, the box of a tractor trailer. Yes. And he, he, oh my God, proceeds to like lasso her with like a hook (laughs) and he can't even see her. He lassos her with a hook, but she's also just like, like the last girl before her standing on top of this trailer. And then she gets ripped down. And I'm at this point in the movie thinking, All three of you deserved what happened to you. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, everyone in this movie deserves what happens to them. (laughs) So, yeah, they're they're all captured now and they're back in that like garage barn type thing. And they're all tied up on this like rafter beam, the three of them. Now, this is where it's confusing because they're up there and Joe and Bunnyman leave the room and The girl that's not one of the sisters is like, I'm going to get out of here. And they're like, stop. You're going to make them mad. It's like, you you guys are fucking idiots. You deserve to die. But were you as confused about this next part as I was? She proceeds to break the rafter beam. That they're all tied up on the same beam. And get off. But the sisters are not apparently tied to the same rafter beam, even though they very clearly are all tied to the same rafter beam. So like. How come this girl's free and they don't do anything? They don't move. They just stay there like with their arms tied to the ropes up in the rafter beam in the air. When it's clearly there was a shot prior to Bunny Man and Joe leaving in which all three of them were definitely on the same beam. I like it. (laughs) So they just stay there. But I guess they were waiting for Bunny Man and Joe to be distracted because they do indeed leave after this scene. Um, Because... Bunny Man and Joe pursue that girl that got down to right outside of the barn and they sneak out and run off while they're killing her. I do like that this girl that did break it, she's the one that got kidnapped from Sarah. So she's just like, yeah, fuck you bitches. Right. And I was just yeah. like, I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like I, I wouldn't help them either. And that's what I thought in my mind until I went, wait, that's the same beam. Yeah, (laughs) you did rescue them. But yeah, I wouldn't stay with you. But at the same time, maybe I would just for safety in numbers at this point. But neither one of those things are discussed because she just runs out. Bunny Man proceeds to chase her. And this is where the movie just goes into like a weird voiceover again as he's strangling this woman. Yeah, and it's like, you'll be okay, Bunny Man. Yeah, like, I, I I was just at a point where I was like, what happened? The, did did this woman, before she died, did she say Martha? 
Like, why is he like hearing? <laughs> we have the same mother. <laughs> why did you say that name? Yeah, because the whole movie goes into slow-mo and then angelic choir is happening. Like it's the end of Face Off with John Woo's doves going through the chapel. Yeah, and like I said, it literally, there's a voice telling him, it's okay, it'll be over soon. Nobody will hurt you. And, and then he like lets go of her throat. And I thought like, oh, she just got saved because Bunny Man had like divine intervention. But no, she's dead. Bunny Man was like, whoa, oh, God. Did anybody else hear the theme for Mr. Bean? <laughs> uh, I, I had to stop killing. That was crazy. So, yeah, he stops killing her that way and then just chops her up with a chainsaw before the other two girls go running behind their back. So they meet up and they find the sheriff and they're like, sheriff, there, there's a man killing people. And he's like, OK. And then he's like, go in my car. For some reason, my gun is only loaded with two bullets, but <laughs> you might need it. <laughs> also, why are these girls screaming at the top of their lungs within feet of where they just escaped? To the point where that's how Joe knows that they're now like he has to chase after them. Yep. <laughs> they're just like, help, help us. And Joe's like, my well, bitch has escaped. <laughs> 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 this guy, uh, by the way, Joe, the guy who's playing Joe is pretty much just ch channeling uh, uh, Danny McBride the whole time. And I don't know. That's what he reminds me of. No. Yeah, I can see it without a doubt. So these two girls were screaming. They found the sheriff. The sheriff's like, OK, I'll go find him. And this is where he runs into Joe. This is the dumbest fucking moment in this movie. He's got the draw on Joe. He's Joe's back is to the sheriff and the gun is pointed on Joe. And somehow he does not hear the gigantic 50 caliber sniper rifle that Joe has in his hands reloading. Because this is totally the movie trying to be like Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. because they have a standoff. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's like, I don't believe in the justice system. So let's just like basically have a draw. Yeah, because at first he proposes he's like he gets him to turn around, which immediately I'm like, wrong. You tell him to put the gun down while his back's to you. Like you just do, you know, yeah. any smart police officer would. But OK, I'll go along with the like we're going to have like a man to man shootout, I guess. But I feel like a better revenge would be like, put the gun down, turn around. Now I blow your brains out. <laughs> so he has this draw. And this is what I was saying earlier. Remember about like if you just had one person on set who knew how guns worked. Right. Yes. OK. They have a draw and they both get shot and they both die. Right. Well, they both get shot and the, the sheriff is much more hurt. It's like a slow motion and Joe definitely fires first somehow. I am sorry, but you cannot hip fire that gun like that. Oh, you've never played Call of Duty, sir. <laughs> I have. I've been playing. I've been playing Warzone. <laughs> you can't. You just can't. There's there's no fucking way. And somehow he wins the draw. Yeah, because this allows him to go to the cop. And it's almost as if they were like, we didn't fill our gore quota because he starts crushing the cop's head. 
Meanwhile, the cop is reaching for his own gun that is lying right beside him. And I'm like, dude, you had plenty of time to find and use the gun before he gouged your eyes out. That's how much time that this movie gives you with like reaction shots. They hold on a cut for like five seconds of him scrambling for a gun. And you're like, yeah, that was plenty of time for you to have felt it and found it. Yeah. So he proceeds to shoot the gun. He Tyler Durdism. Yeah. <laughs> is this when we find do we find out now that he actually shoots him in the neck or is that late? Yes. He Tyler Durden's yeah. him right in the neck. But you do not see the aftermath of that. You think his brains got blown out. Yeah. And that scene is done. The cop, obviously, his eyes gouged out. He's dead as well. We cut over to Sarah and Laura, who have just been sitting in the cop's pickup truck. Not even watching yeah, each other's back. Back. Not watching each other's back. You would think after this, everything that's happened, you're not just back to back being like, we're going to wait for the cop. Yeah, I know. I don't know why you would be like, okay, let's take watch like on each side of this car because it allows for Laura to be pulled out of the car by Bunny Man. To which I think, um, I think the other sister tries to shoot the gun. Not in time, though. Like, that's the thing. So she still does have a gun, I guess, maybe from the cop or st- she took it for somebody. But she has no, one. No, it's from the cop because he said there's a gun in the car. And oh, only the has two, two bullets. bullets in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're going to shoot everyone in the car, but then the government's going to show up right after you kill all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so Bunny Man is smashing this girl against the truck and then in enough time for her to get out of the driver's seat. Sarah runs across the truck, points the gun at Bunny Man and does not immediately fire, but yet also doesn't say freeze enough time for Bunny Man to kill her sister and then swipe the gun away from her. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Why are people's reactions so delayed in this film? I don't know, because her next reaction is the worst thing I that this film could do. It's egregious. <laughs> it is outright just wrong. And just like, you're just like, literally, I didn't want to see any more of this movie after what happens next. Because she gets the gun back. She's holding Bunny Man at gunpoint. He steps towards her. And she shoots herself in the fucking head. And I was like, good, you stupid bitch. like i just didn't matter it didn't matter my whole thing is like you are literally point blank from bunny man you could shoot him in the head you could shoot him and it would stop him temporarily and you could get away yeah you at least have a chance like give yourself a fighting chance because he's gonna chainsaw her so i guess she was like yeah i'm a really poor shot so (laughs) like might as well get real up close and personal on myself instead of him yeah because she pops herself. Yeah, I was like, good, because honestly, this is the only thing that felt satisfying in this film is that this bitch got and I, I don't say bitch lightly. This bitch got three additional people killed and then to try to save her sister and then yet still got her sister killed, too. Good. Yep. Good. Honestly. So then our bunny man walks into the woods and he finds Joe laying there on the ground and he's like, yeah, f- fucking kill me, buddy, man. I know you want to. To which he cocks the gun and kills him. Yeah. Shoots him right in the head with the giant sniper rifle again. <laughs> like hip fires it. 
Yeah, like, what the fuck? So, the movie proceeds to do the iconic Texas Chainsaw kind of sunset shot. Yep. And I was like, okay, you're going to go walking off into the sunset? Nope. Let's show some other shit that doesn't matter real quick. Yeah, I I don't get it. They were like, we really got to pad it out. We need two more minutes and it's feature length. So, Bunny Man has another voice talking to him. Yep. What is this voice? Wait. I don't know. I don't understand why this movie decided to give something that you obviously know what it is as as this filmmaker. As Lindbergh, you know what this film is as a horror comedy. Why are you also giving it this weird backstory subtext of like some mother or something? Yeah. Because that's what you get as the credits roll is you get footage of Joe and other people happy like they weren't crazy at one point or something right yeah and it's like what what is that right I, I, it's like if you played like kodachrome over it <laughs> you know what i'm talking about like it was like yeah. happy old footage memories where it was like it, and and the music that plays over the credits suggests that it's happy as well because if it was creepy music you're like oh no that's footage of them just being creepy you know smiling because they're creepy but no it's yeah. also happy music so i'm very curious what's going on there and there were llamas yeah and there is a final shot of a baby that is clearly being cared for by a mother so i don't know how bunny man came to be how did he get laceration face uh yeah i don't know because this movie's never gonna tell us no no hopefully it all works out in bunny man vengeance oh jesus christ <laughs> hopefully it all works out in bunny man versus superman no i'm serious there's one more movie you've got to do I bunny know. man vengeance jesus christ sorry that'll buddy. be the next that'll be next easter oh if there is Maybe a next jesus easter will come. i know man <laughs> we'll be coming to you live from our doomsday bunker i I mean, it already feels like that. I've got everything yeah, really set. I'm feeling really comfortable lately. So um, uh, would you recommend this movie? No, <laughs> not at all. I was on the fence and I was going back and forth and I think I would have to agree. I would not recommend this movie either, or at least I would never want to rewatch it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I. I it was awful. Awful. Why'd they have to do my town like that? <laughs> Is there anything else, Riverside, that you know of? Like movies wise? Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot because it's um it's desert, but you don't have to go that far. Why do you And it looks very hick-ish? Why do you keep living in places where shit films are filmed, like Birdemic? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Sorry, not all of us can be from where the wire is made, okay? Damn. How about he's not that into you? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just your life. Damn. <laughs> oh, that hurts so bad. <laughs> okay, so what would you give it on the Jaws scale? This is a Jaws 4, man. This is a piece of shit. Damn. Okay. I, I think I have to agree. There's no redeeming value to this movie. Nope. Sorry. The boobs you get to see aren't even good. No. So that's what we thought about it. But there's still a lot of people that we've yet to hear from. Our first person on that list is Carly. 
this is what did Carly think? All right. So for those of you who aren't familiar with this segment, Carly is my wife and she unfortunately has to sit through a lot of these movies with me. So, um, yeah, she hated this. She equated it to when she would go and watch, um, like shorts that I was working on when I was in, in like community college and we would go to like a short film festival at the school. She said, this looked like something someone there would make, but worse. And I was like, damn, this had a budget. <laughs> so that's her uh, equation of the of the film. But yeah, she hated it. She didn't think the kills were particularly good, which is like, that's true. And uh, she hates Bunny Man. <laughs> I, I tend to agree. Thank you, Carly, for that one. I want to make I want to make a you know, you, you make basketball brackets. Sure. Right. I want to make. A tournament bracket. A bad movie bracket, yeah. No, not a bad oh, movie I'm bracket. like, I've thought of about that one already. <laughs> who would win out of our holiday like killers, like holiday horror film killers? We, we, we pit them together. Hmm. I mean, we're going to, I mean, do you put the heavyweights? Do you put Michael and, and Jason in there, though? No, because they're not. I mean, Michael could go in there because he is specifically a well, holiday. Well, he's just going to win. Michael Myers in a, in a fight against Robert Brian Wilson, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night or, you know, part two and stuff like that. Or April Fool's like the slasher in Slaughter High. Yeah. Michael Myers is definitely still going to win. I don't think he'll win against Leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we still have a one group of people that we have yet to hear from. And they're the most important people. Or at least they think so. This is Gimme Five. These are five star and ten star reviews that are pulled from the Internet. Tyler finds these. I have no idea what they're going to say. And that's part of the fun. This first one is written by. Kelt of Missouri. This one's on Amazon. It's titled The Original Was Great with this one being basically just as good. One of these movies that gets you right there and there and there. The original was great with this one being basically just as good. I wouldn't argue with that at all, <laughs> but not the great part. I'm just saying this is just as good as the first one. Watching Bunny Man work his magic with his chainsaw is similar to watching Leatherface in the Texas Chainsaw films. That was the intention. <laughs> If you have a twisted sense of humor, this film's for you. And by all means, watch the original Bunny Man as well. Hey, everyone needs a hero. Bunny Man or Leatherface, take your pick. Five stars on Amazon. Um, obviously I'm choosing Leatherface, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it's like... Two people found this review helpful. The next one is written by Frank... Nice to have you on the show, Frank. <laughs> Just Frank. <laughs> it's me. I'm going to be frank with you. I love this movie. <laughs> this one's titled The Movie is a Sleeper and Could Outrun Many Masterminded Movies by the Best Directors. I loved it. So is that the review? <laughs> <laughs> Written July 1st of 2018. Yes, this movie is a sleeper. And could outrun many. God damn it. 
<laughs> yes, this movie is a sleeper and could outrun many master minded movies by the best directors. I loved it. Caught me and my wife off guard. She laughed her butt off. Very twisted and unsuspecting. Great movie. Five stars on Amazon. Two people found this review helpful. Okay. Thanks for making me just repeat myself, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) The last one is written by Kitsune. Bunnies don't eat no meat is the title. So that goes back to that infamous scene in which we smashed a rabbit across the table. Yes. This was written November 11th, 2018. I actually like this a lot more than I should. A couple of points, though. One, no movie should open with a bus full of kids getting killed. Spoiler alert, but I think people should be warned. Two, no one's boobs have that much freaking space between them. (laughs) No one's boobs have that much space between them. There's plenty of gore and everyone gets killed differently. So it's not just a guy with a machete hacking everyone down. There's some creativity. I gave it five stars because a couple of lines had me and my boyfriend laughing so hard we were crying and we bust up (laughs) laughing every time we quote them. Two people found this review helpful. Five stars on Amazon. What? (laughs) Boobs do not have that much space between Also (laughs) to learn that it was written by a female. Yes, possibly. I mean, I don't want to assign gender roles, but it said me and my boyfriend. It could be a gay dude talking shit, too. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, what? Like, that's what you absolutely have to put in your review. Yep. I mean, to be fair, we just spent an hour and a half uh, dissecting every piece. So, yes, kudos to you, Katsune. Uh, Yeah, that was the bunny man massacre woof don't watch it well skip it don't watch if you feel like you have to i always feel like i forget i should put this at the beginning of the show if you feel like watching this movie watch it on amazon prime it is free there but if you can avoid it at all cost i would say please do yeah yeah without a doubt well, that about does it for us here at Bombs Away. Uh, thank you for listening to the Bunny Man Massacre. Happy Easter and all that jazz. Um, go ahead and We're check very us out. Religious. On, yeah, I, I don't care about Easter. And the Lord <laughs> said on the third day, I have risen and all that jazz. He is raisin. <laughs> um, so <laughs> if you liked this episode, go ahead and like it. Give us a subscribe if you haven't already. Write us a review. Uh, let us know what you think by shooting us a DM on our Instagram. All of our social medias are at Bombs Away Show. We're always checking the DMs. We're always glad to interact with fans of the show. Um, again, I hope everyone out there is staying safe, uh, staying isolated, and buying their toilet paper if you can find it. You got to wear a mask when you go outside now, so that sucks. But uh, we're all in this together, and I know we're going to get through it. So uh, thanks for listening and, and, and enjoying the show. It means a lot to us, and we hope that we're bringing you guys some joy in this very weird time. And you have anything to plug there, Jonathan? Nope, couldn't have said it better, sir. All right. Well, that does it for us here at Bombs Away. I'm Tyler. I'm Jonathan. 
and dog will hunt. We're going to fuck you up. What the fuck you think we're going to do to you? Make your pancakes? Hey, pancakes. Stupid goddamn fucking women. been a production of Big Bulb Entertainment, executive produced by Jonathan Young. For more media and information, visit us at www.bigbulbentertainment.com. Big Bulb, what's your bright idea? Yeah.